Hello and welcome back to another episode of This Black Love. I am your host, Jay Marie, and you are tuned into Anchor, where I record each and every episode of This Black Love. You know I drop an episode every Friday between the hours of 2 and 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I do want to thank everyone who continues to listen to me week after week. Thank you so much for sharing, for liking, for even having questions and coming back for more. I thank you guys so, 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 so much. You know you can listen to my podcast on the Anchor app. You can just download Anchor, put in the search engine, This Black Love, and you'll find my podcast. I am on season two, so thank you guys for continuing supporting and being there for me. Also, you can listen on Google Podcasts. You can also listen on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if I'm not mistaken, Spotify does work with Anchor so that episodes or your podcast can be heard. So thank you guys so, 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 so much. I love doing this. This is something that has grown to be a passion to me. And I thank you guys all for your support because you guys are amazing. So it is Friday, February the 5th, y'all. It's February the 5th, 2021. Can you believe it? We're already in February, the best month there is because it's Black History Month. Yes, I love Black History Month where we celebrate our beautifulness. We celebrate um, the founders that came before us, our ancestors that came before us, all of that. I think this month should be longer. That's just my opinion. But while we have these 28 days, we can celebrate every day. So even though I only air an episode every Friday, every Friday I'll be talking about someone different in the Black community for Black History Month. We know about the Martin Luther King, the Malcolm X, the Harriet Tubman, the Madam C.J. Walker, Benjamin um, Banneker. We all know about them, but for the next four Fridays of February, I'm going to be talking about or researching and getting out there for people to know is the people that came before them or someone that they don't recognize um, on Black History Month. So, from this week on until the end of February, we will I will be going over some information about a different Black person in our community, okay? And they could be um, older or newer that's making an impact who, you know, could have been an activist or, you know, they were the first person to ever do something. So continue to listen each and every week so that you can learn about somebody new. Now, because of the recent passing of the wonderful, talented Miss Cicely Tyson, I will be um, doing her this week. I have found a whole lot of interesting information in regards to Cicely, like her awards, her achievements, everything. And I want to go over that with you guys and just recognize her because she was recognized we did give her her flowers while she was living and now that she passed we want to still give her her flowers so 
This goes out to actress and fashion model, Cicely Tyson. Now, Cicely Tyson was born in East Harlem, New York, to a Frederica Huggins Tyson, who was a domestic worker, and Mr. William Augustine Tyson. He was a carpenter and a painter. And between them, Cicely was one of three children. She was born on December 19th, 1924, and of course she passed on January 28th, 2021, at the age of 96. So she lives a, she lived, excuse me, a wonderful life and she will always, 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 always be missed. Now, from what I looked up, she did pass in her hometown which was in Harlem, New York City. So that, so some people, you know, want to know if she passed while she was in her hometown or, you know, you know, when some people pass, they move out of where they're from and they, their bodies or whatever, get pulled back to their hometown to be shown around. But she died where she was born and raised, which is awesome. Okay. And we know her from her countless movies and TV shows and appearances that she's done, but a lot of people didn't know, which I didn't know, she was a model. She was discovered by a photographer for Ebony Magazine, where she, was, where she became excuse me, a successful model. Now, for those of you who do not know, in the 90s, well, probably earlier in the 90s, I was born in 87, so... To me, in the 90s, that was the era I grew up in. So in the 90s, like, there was this magazine called Ebony. And um, they will always feature beautiful women, things like that, but of the urban community, which is our community. And Cicely Tyson was able to be in one or in that magazine. And as a child, when I, I seen um, Cicely Tyson in uh, an interview, excuse me, with Gail, and Cicely was saying how she never felt pretty. She never felt like she was the pretty girl or anything like that. And that her mom didn't want her to model or didn't want her to act for that, that for that matter. She wanted her to have a real job and be domesticated so that, you know, she could provide for her family. Little did we know, at the age of 17, um, she was married off and had her only child, which I believe is a daughter. Um, I didn't look up her name or anything like that, so please excuse me for not doing that. Um, I'm trying to see if they named her the daughter, um, which they didn't. But anyway, little side note, um, after she had her daughter at 17, at age 18, she married Kenneth Franklin on December 27th, 1942, and they did get a divorce they did not um stay together her husband abandoned her after less than 18 months of marriage and the marriage was finally dissolved in 1956 then Cicely began dating jazz trumpeter Miles Davis in the 1960s when he was in the process of divorcing dancer Frances Davis and that was crazy I did not know that she dated Miles Davis like she's a freaking rock star and um Davis used a photo of Tyson on his 1967 album cover, Sorcerers. So that's history right there. Like, 
who would have known that the talented Cicely Tyson dated Miles Davis? That's like, oh my God, you know, that's just like crazy. But anyway, so with all of that, um, Davis told the press in 1967 that he intended to marry Tyson in March of 1968 after his divorce was finalized, but he married singer Betty Davis that September. So they didn't, it didn't work out for them, but they did rekindle their relationship in 1978. They were married on November 26, 1981 in a ceremony conducted by Atlanta Mayor Andrew Young at the home of actor Bill Cosby. Like, look at all like that is history like who would have known that Cicely Tyson dated jazz trumpeter Miles Davis who was divorcing his wife at the time didn't work out married Betty Davis but then they reconnected some years later and got married at Bill Cosby's house like come on that is just amazing in itself now it says that um their marriage was um, rocky due to Davis's volatile temper and infidelity. So Davis um, credited Tyson with uh, saving his life and helping him op- overcome his cocaine addiction. They resided in Malibu, California and New York City until she filed for divorce in 1988. So they did get married. Like I said, at Bill's Cosby house, but their um, relationship was really rocky and, you know, he was on that stuff. They did divorce when I was one years old, basically. (laughs) Their divorce was finalized in 1989, two years before Davis died in 91. So, um, a little known fact that a lot of people don't know, which I found out myself, Cicely was a godmother to the singer Lenny Kravitz. Like, Lenny Kravitz's godmother was Cecilia Tyson. Like, who wouldn't want to be a godchild to Cecilia Tyson? Oh my God. But um, it was known that she had been friends with his mother, actress Roxy Rocker, um, as well as Denzel Washington's daughter, Kita and Tyler Perry's son, Amon. So she had three grandchildren, I mean, three godchildren, Lenny Kravitz, Denzel Washington's daughter, Katia, and Tyler Perry's son. Um, also, <laughs> I like this part. Cicely Tyson was an honorary member of the Delta Sigma Theta sorority and was a um, vegetarian. So y'all don't know this about me. Like if I ever went to college or if I do decide to go back to college and um, want to pledge a sorority, I always wanted to be a Delta. I felt like that red and white and black is for me. They represent everything that I am. I want to be a Delta, okay? <laughs> That's just me. But she's also she was also a vegetarian, which a lot of people are um, 
looking into doing. I know that a lot of people are becoming vegetarians. Now, just so that you know, it is the practice of abstaining from the consumption of meat, which is red meat, poetry, seafood, and the flesh of any other animal, and may also include abstaining from byproducts of animal slaughter. So just to give you a little bit of information about what a vegan is, okay? Now, Tyson's memoir, memoir, excuse me, Just As I Am, was published this year, which was on January 26, 2021, and she was promoting the book during her final weeks. In an interview with Gail King, like I told you, um, asked how she wanted to be remembered, and Tyson said, I've done my best, that is all. That's how Cicely wants to be remembered. She's done her best, and that's it. And she did do her best. She's graced covers. She was a model. She was a phenomenal actress. And I am going to go through some of her um, roles and, you know, what she played in and everything like that. She was on Broadway. She was on television. And she was in big movies, whether she was a starring role, whether she did, or whether she was just a guest appearance or a cameo, all of that she she did she did just that her best and that is all and to me that is just awesome in itself it's just awesome in itself so I want to go and talk about her filmography now her very first role was on an NBC television series called Frontiers of Faith, which was in 1951. Then her first role was um, Carib Gold. She played a character called Dottie in 1956. And she has a small role in Odds Against Tomorrow, and the last angry man that was the um that was in 1958 and 1959 she also starred at in a movie called a man called adam in 1966 um she played in she had a role in the comedian in 1967 um she had she had countless roles one of the biggest roles that she did have um was sounder she played Rebecca Morgan and that was in 1972 she was <clears throat> she was nominated for Academy Award for Best Actress and nominated for a Golden Globe Award for Best Actress in a Motion Drama Picture so that's when she very that's when she first really bust out and people really seen who she really was a lot of people know her from Sounder especially the people that were born in the 60s and you know early 70s I mean yeah the early to mid 60s they've probably seen that movie and they probably know what I'm talking about um um yeah I just said that in 1974 she played a title role in the television film the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman she won a primetime Emmy for this role for an outstanding lead actress and an Emmy for actress of the year now like I said I seen that movie the autobiography of Jane Pittman and that was something that was uh 
phenomenal film. I loved how she portrayed her. I love everything about that movie. If you haven't seen it, please see it. Okay? So, um, let me go see other movies. She, uh, a lot of people didn't know um, that she played in the Bluebird and the Nigel River in 1976. She played in another movie called A Hero Ain't Nothing But a Sandwich. Like these names of these movies was like so funny. And that was in 1978. In 1979, she played in the Concours. Hold on, wait. I think I wrote that down. No, I did not. But anyways, the Concorde or Airport, it doesn't just show. But a lot of people probably know her from Side Tomatoes, Hoodlum, Diary of a Mad Black Woman, Medea's Family Reunion, Idlewild, How, um, Why Did I Get Married To, The Help. You know, those are some of the roles that you guys know her from. And she played a lot of TV films. One, like I said, was The Frontier, Frontiers of Faith in 1961. She played The Nurse. It's, it was an episode called, I mean, excuse me, a television show called The Nurses in 1962, where she played an uh, uh, actress named Betty Ann Warner. Um, in 19, from 1963 to 1964, she played in a TV series called uh, The East Side, West Side. She played Jane Forster. That was 26 episodes. And she played a secretary role of a social worker. And at this time, she was the only African-American member, a person, excuse me, on a TV show. So you didn't really see a lot of black people during the 19, early 1960s on the television. But Cicely Tyson was. So she broke barriers for a lot of actresses today. Um, in the mid-1600s, she had a recurring role on the soap opera The Guiding Light. Now, for my older generation that listens to my podcast, if you've seen, if you used to watch The Guiding Light uh, soap opera, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, of course, as it as it continued to progress in the 90s and the early 2000s, you know, she may not have been on there as much. Um, in 1965 to 1966, she played um, Princess Amara Vicky Harmon in I Spy. Like I said, she did God in Light. Her character for God in Light was Martha Fraser. Um... In 1969, she played in two um, TV shows. One was called The Medical Center, and the other one was called The Courtship of Eddie's Father. In 1970s, she was on Gunsmoke, Mission Impossible, The Bill's Cosby Show, and Here Comes the Brides. So she played in a lot. Like, it's a lot here that I can go on and on and on about. She played in Roots, the TV showing of Roots, where she... um, where she got, like, a, she was a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Supporting Actress. So, like, she played in a lot. She played Coretta Scott King and King in 1978, which was a TV show. Um, she played a woman called Moses. Her, her name was, she was Harriet Ross Tubman in that sitcom. Well, I mean, not a sitcom, excuse me, television show. She, in 1979, she did host a Saturday Night Live. Like, 
oh my gosh, like who, like you watch Saturday Night Live today, like, oh my gosh, she was a host on Saturday Night Live. Like she, her record goes on and on and on and on. And it's amazing for her to be 96 years old when she passed and she has a record long of being on Broadway and on TV and in movies and modeling like it was to me that's that's amazing for you to be to for her say for her to say that she wanted to be remembered that she did her best and that is all she exceeded doing her best she did an amazing job she was phenomenal everyone loved her it's who did not love Cicely Tyson I'll I'll wait I'll, I'll give you a few minutes to let me know who did not like her. Let's wait. Let's wait. Yeah, because you can't name one person. You can't name one person who had anything bad to say. When she spoke, you listen. You know, she has that aura about her. You know, I feel like she was the last big mama to leave. You know, you know, because back in the day, you had big mama who kept the family together, who you know, worked hard to leave a legacy for her children, you know, she was the last of the big mamas, even though she was a tiny little thing, and she was just so cute, you know, like, I I just look up to her because she broke the mold, not only did she break the mold, but she exceeded far from probably what she even imagined, I don't even think that she... At, at an early age when she first started her career I don't think that she thought that she would be this far and when she did it was just like an accomplishment after another accomplishment after another accomplishment and excuse me that speaks volumes that lets you know that no matter what no matter what you go through in life or no matter what people say you have to do what's best for you if you want things to happen in your life you have to make them happen it's not going to come easy it's not going to be like oh someone discovered me and now I'm going to be this big model this big time whatever and with the technology that we have today you know you're the only way you're going to be discovered is for real in today's time social media they look at your following they look at your fan base they look at what you're doing are you a real influencer or what you know like a lot is determined not on the talent but your following so it's it's kind of hard now for people if it's i wouldn't say it's hard hard But if you're not dedicated and you're not persistently putting things out there or putting yourself out there, putting your name out there, you you won't get where Cicely is if you don't. I mean, like, granted, she didn't have all the technology back then when she was, you know, a teenager and growing up. She didn't have what we have now. And back then, they discovered you by your beauty. And 
now like they, they can discover you by your beauty now but now it's a little bit different you know they want to see who's following you who you know are you that it person you sometimes you don't even have to be that it person if you have that following and that fan base you know you can make it but sometimes it takes people a little bit longer than others but I believe that there's other Cicely Tysons in this world you know and I believe that you can be a Cicely Tyson you may not can't be her you know physically or actually be her but you can aspire to be someone like her you can aspire to be well-rounded and and you know go after your goals and complete them and be an amazing actress you know you have some actors and actresses out here who can tap into their characters and portray it on a screen to where it's like oh wow you it's relatable it's understandable she had that presence like every time I watch her in a movie it felt like she embodied that character like that character was really her like when you see her like a lot of people see her in a lot of Medea movies that she put out um if you haven't seen any of her television shows or movies before she linked up with Tyler Perry like if you see her in those movies those roles feel like she was literally playing herself she didn't have to play a role she was literally playing herself that's how it's seen if you can't have that presence when you're acting or you can't give off that that you don't have that same factor you know because you know you have some people out here who cannot act they cannot act to say two cents but they in everybody movie you know what I'm saying but then you have those actors like Cicely Tyson Regina King Regina Hall because even though you know she she's even though she's on the comedic side of things like she she can play a role you know what I mean and you have people like Chad Boswick and you have people like Denzel Washington I'm talking about those old heavy hitters they can act they take the role they embody the role and then it's believable when it comes across the screen very believable like I truly believe that Denzel Washington is a great cop because he can play a great cop or detective or whatever um or security guard because I seen oh man the name I can't even think of the name of those movies right now that Denzel Washington played in but there's some of his older movies like Training Day you cannot tell me that he did not play that role in Training Day. Like, he played that role. You know you know what I'm saying? Just like Cicely Tyson. She played Jane Pittman. You couldn't tell me that that, to me, the way she portrayed the role, the way how, the, and the way it came across on screen, I felt like that was the real Jane Pittman just telling her own story. Like, that's, oh, that's crazy. But um, some of her awards, like I stated, I stated some of them, like in 1971, that she was nominated for Best Actress and Sounder. She didn't win that award. Um, in 2018, um, she won the Academy Honorary Award. Meaning, so at the Academy Awards, they honored her, so she got that award. In 1973, she was nominated for Best Actress in a Motion Motion Picture, which was Sounder. In 1982, she was nominated for 
Outstanding Individual Achievement in Children's Programming Performances for the Human Body, Becoming a Woman. Um, that was a Daytime Emmy Award. For Primetime Emmy Award, she took home three awards, which was in 1974, the Best Lead Actress in a Drama Actress of the Year for a special for the Autobiography of Jane Pittman. Those were, that's two awards. Um, and then the third one was out for 1994, an Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Missionaries or Special, which was Oldest Living Confederate Widow Tells All. That was the name of the movie. Um, she was nominated for a bunch of other um roles at the Primetime Emmy Awards, but she was only nominated. She didn't win. She did win a Tony Award in 2013 for Best Actress in a Play, which is called The Trip to Bountiful. She won a Peabody Award last year in 2020, which was Career Achievement Peabody. That was the name of the um, award. She did the Television Hall of Fame. She did win that award in 2020 as well. So she did win a couple of awards, even though she was nominated for so many awards, so many awards, um, from 2015, 2015, 17, 18, 19, and 20. She was nominated for Outstanding Guest in a Drama Series, which was How to Get Away with Murder. A lot of people didn't know that she was in that. She played um, Viola Davis's mother. Um, Annalise's mother, she that's who she played. Um, in 2014, she was nominated for Outstanding Lead Actress in Outstanding Television Movie, which was A Trip to Bountiful. That was the name of the movie. In 2009, she was nominated for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Movie, which was called Relative Stranger. 1999, she was nominated for the same Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Movie, and the movie was called A Lesson Before Dying. 95, she was nominated for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series, which was Sweet Justice. In 1982, she was nominated for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Limited Series or Special, and that was for Hallmark Hall of Fame. She also was nominated for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Limited Series in 1978 for King. She was nominated for an Outstanding Single Performance by supporting actress in a comedy or drama series Roots in 1977. Oh, and she was also um, nominated in 1982 for Outstanding Individual Achievement in Children's Programming and Performers for The Human Body Becomes Becoming a Woman. So she was nominated for a lot of things, but she only won a couple. And to me... To me, I feel like she could have won all of them, but of course, you know, the times and, you know, they didn't want to see a black woman be great. But I know that Cicely Tyson was and is great. Okay. So um, that's, that's who I wanted to cover today for Black History Month. If you want to know more about Cicely Tyson, you can Google her. You can search her in Bing. Um, whenever her autobiography comes out or her, uh, I'm sorry, not her autobiography, her memoir comes out, please go buy it off the shelf. I know I will want a copy. 
I know people do a lot of digital copies now. They don't like hard books. But if her memoir comes out in a hardcover book or softcover book, whatever comes out, I'm going to buy the physical book because I want that for my library. You know, I think that she was an amazing person. She was beautiful. She worked hard to get everything that she has. And she worked hard to be where she is. I just pray that her daughter... Um, is okay. I mean, you, I mean, you know, I know that's her mom. I pray that, you know, she can grieve properly for her mom and that she will continue to, you know, live out the legacy of her mom, whatever legacy that left her, whether she'll be an actress herself or if she already is an actress or even if she's a pillar in her community, you know. I just want to see them do great. You know what I mean? So, you know, I love Cicely Tyson. I think she's an amazing, amazing, amazing actress. And, you know, going forward, I just pray that some of the people up under her, some actresses and actors that come that has come behind her or who's followed in her footsteps will make the same impact that she has because we have some out there you know and they're doing major things and big things and I pray that we continue to so uh with that being said I want to move right along into um just a little bit I want to touch on something something small you know I'm not going to be on here too long I don't want to keep you guys you know so um I just want to come on just to say a little bit about mental health and loving yourself you know in the black community we have a lot of issues a lot of issues that have to be uncovered and a lot of issues that need to be dealt with that started out little in us and now they're big issues right now and I just want to just give you a little bit of encouragement because I'm in that place too um I had a conversation the other day and it was about black people being damaged someone told me that oh we're damaged and We're always going to be damaged. And I said, no, I'm not going to claim that over my life. I'm not going to be damaged for the rest of my life. If that's what, excuse me, they want the black community to do is to stay and stay damaged and think that they are damaged goods or damaged whatever. No, we want to change that stigmatism. I want to change that stigmatism. I don't want that to be hung over my head to be a damaged black woman. No, I'm going to heal and I'm going to be a better human, especially for the black race. I'm going to be a better person. I'm not going to sit here and continue to live the stereotype that they want us to be in. And that's the thing. Once you change your mindset, once you renew your mind and get out of that negative thinking Things seem to, you look at things a different way. You see things a different way. You think a different way. You respond a different way. You don't always have to be the angry black man or the angry black woman or anything like that. You can break the stigmatism and the stereotype that they label us to be. But you have to be willing to change your thinking. Change your mind. Deal with those issues, those deep-rooted issues that you don't want to deal with. For the past few for the past month, I've been dealing with 
the inner issues that I that has traumatized me since I was little. I'm dealing with them. I'm not all the way healed, but I'm on my way. And for me to be healed and to be in a place that I am today, I want that for everybody. Because if you you feel better, you feel lighter, you feel uh, like you're just ready to just take over the world and do what you are set in this world to do. Because as long as you hold on to those things that are damaging to you or that has damaged you, you're going to be stuck in a place that you can't get out of and everything feels like it's closing in on you and everything feels like it's never going to get better you have to reach down and find out what those damaging things are that's in you one thing that I did I can share with with you guys that one of my good good friends told me to do she told me to meditate. And I know when people hear about meditate, they're like, I can't sit still and think about my breathing in and out. My thing is, when you meditate, you can you can think when you meditate. So when I meditate, I was thinking on the feeling that I was feeling. I was feeling hurt. I was feeling abandoned. I was feeling rejected. I was feeling ugly. I was feeling nasty. And you know what I did? I sat in those feelings and I actually felt them. I didn't push them away and I didn't bury them. I felt those feelings so, so much. And when I sat in those, that feeling, so much stuff came up and came out and I was able to finally get closure. A lot of us don't get closure and that's why a lot of us are still holding on to things that we don't need and that is not doing us any good. And after that, I felt better. After I got out what I needed to get out and talk to the people I needed to talk to, I felt better. And then once I started to feel better, now those little small little things they were coming up and I was able to get rid of them and start to put in positive things where those negative things left. Like loving myself, taking time for myself, you know, um, appreciating me and everything about me and start saying positive affirmations and start to do things that are more positive and more things that I like to do. I like, like you guys know, I've made vision boards and I look at them every day and I tell myself, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm heading. That's what I want. That's what I'm going to get. I'm going to manifest these things in my life. This is what I want on April 24th, 2022. This is what I want. This is what I'm going to get this is how I'm going to get it and every day I write I'm a I journal I know a lot of people don't write but I journal and it's a good feeling for me to get out the feelings to get out the hurt and to say what I'm not going to do what I am going to do whatever 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 that comes out it comes out whether it's positive whether it's negative whether it hurts whether it doesn't hurt like when I was going through my process I felt my heart hurting or cleansing I literally felt it cleansing itself like getting all of that gook and that hurt and that pain and that rejection and abandonment out so I can move forward that's all I want the black community to understand we can move forward we can get past this you don't have to stay in that same space you don't
I hope this reached someone because I don't want you to be that damaged person. I don't think that we were put on this earth to be damaged on the inside. Yes, what happened to our ancestors was cruel, was crazy. We're upset about it. It's okay to feel upset about it. But what are you going to do? Are you going to hold on to that anger and never achieve where you want to go? Or are you going to finally let that anger go, rise above it, and be and go where you're supposed to go in life, living out your purpose, living out your destiny? Because our ancestors did that. Our ancestors some, some had to die. Some had to go through what they went through. But for you for you to be here, but now that you're here, what are you going to do? Are you going to allow your ancestors, what they did, to be in vain? Or are you going to move forward and propel and everything that our ancestors went through was not in vain? And you're living out the dream that they wanted for you, even though they never met you, even though they never knew you. That's something to think about. I want us to continue to move forward. I want us to continue to be great. I want us to actually take the time to love on yourself. If you don't love anybody else in this world, anybody, if you don't love your mother, your father, your kids, your aunt, if you don't love anybody, you need to love you because at the end of the day, nobody's going to love you like you. Remember that episode I did a few weeks ago talking about that agape love and talking about love in general? You need to love yourself. You need to have that agape love, unconditional love for yourself because you can't love nobody else. You can't give yourself to nobody else until you love you unconditionally. Through all the failures, through all the ups, through all the successes, through all the downs, through all the ins and outs, the lefts and the right turns, you have to love yourself. And I'm not just talking to y'all, I'm talking to me too. Because every day is not sunflowers and roses and, and everything so nice. You have bad days, you're going to have bad days, but it's how you how you respond to those bad days when you have bad days are you going to go into that sunken place that depressed space that anxiety space you don't want that when you feel your anxiety levels rising and you feel like oh I'm, you know it, it, it's, it's just coming out of nowhere like oh my goodness my anxiety is flaring my anxiety is flaring when that anxiety flares you need to take a step you need to stop in the middle of whatever you're doing and take time for yourself so you can calm yourself down because your anxiety is not going to win your anxiety is does not have power over you you have the power over your anxiety remember that your anxiety does not have power over you you have power over it so you can tell your body, remember, power in life and the power of life and death lies in the power of your tongue. So you tell your anxiety, not today. We're not flaring up today because today is a great day on purpose. Guess what? That anxiety is going to have to chill out. You have to calm down. Back up off me. That's nothing but the enemy setting you up to fail. Don't let the enemy set you up to fail because that is his job to seek you out to kill you to destroy you yes the enemy is real you don't believe me that's fine 
I'm not trying to, I don't want to sway anybody to believe what I believe, but I'm telling you, the devil is real. And he knows which button to push on you. And I just want us to get out of that negative space and that negativity that he brings so we can be the best us that we know that we are. Not that you could be, but that I know that you are. Because we're not being our best selves right now. We have to deal with those past issues, those inner issues that was dropped in us when we were children so that we can move on and not be damaged people, but be whole people, heal people, brilliant people that we already are. We just got to get over this hurdle. And I pray and I hope that this reached someone. And if you know someone who needs to hear this, please share. Don't keep it all to yourself. Share it with the world. If I can reach just one person, just one person, I feel like my job has been completed. Because I know they're out there. And someone someone wasn't able to speak to me like I'm speaking to you. Well, yeah, I can't say that. I can't say that. Someone did speak to me like I'm speaking to you. But they, like, I don't, I'm passionate about it because I've been there. I've been there, done that. If you understood me and if you knew my story, if you knew my story, if only you knew. Everybody has a story. It's how you get out of it, move past it, and turn it around to work in your favor, to help others, to build others, to rebuild others. That's our purpose. That's our purpose, to help one another. I'm so tired of our race hating each other. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm I'm not. I'm not going to hate on my sister. I'm not going to hate on my brother. No. What I'm going to do is show mad love to our people. You want to do this? I'm not going to like, uh-uh, you shouldn't do that. I'm going to be like, go for it. Don't be scared. Do it. Just like someone told me when I started my podcast, don't be scared. Do it. And I'm telling you, whatever you want to do, whatever you feel like you need to go, don't be scared. Do it. You want to start that business? Don't be scared. Do it. You want to be a creative director? Don't be scared. Do it. You want to be an actress or actor? Don't be scared. Do it. You want to finish school? Don't be scared. Do it. So, (laughs) I mean, again, all the way left, but I'm really passionate about our people. I really want to see us win. I really want to see us soar and leap. 
I really believe that we are the superior race. You guys know how I feel about that. And I just hope and pray that this reaches someone, that this touches someone. Please share this podcast with any and everyone. Please listen. Don't be ashamed to contact me. All of my information will be in the description box letting you know how you can reach me, when you can reach me, and all of that good jazz. You can hit me up on Facebook at jmarie, that's J-A-Y-M-A-R-I-E. Um, I know there's two pages of Facebook out there. Um, one is I'm in this like pinkish shirt with like a flower headband. That page has been um, de- um that page has been hacked, so you won't be able to reach me on that page on Facebook. But my other J page, which is J Marie, where I have this striped shirt on and I have my locks and a headband on. That is my actual Facebook page. Um, you can also hit me up on Instagram at this black love. I just created a page, so you can either hit me up at j dot underscore marie, or you can hit me up on this black love on Instagram. You can also hit me at on Twitter. Um, I think it's j dot marie four two four on Twitter. Um, or you can always email me at jm underscore way 2010 at live I'll answer your questions. I'll respond back to you. I'm always checking my email. I'm always on my social media. It's just checking up on everything. Thank you guys for tuning in this week to This Black Love. Rest in peace, Cicely Tyson, an amazing, 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 amazing black pillar of our community. Thank you for gracing our screens. Thank you so much for inspiring us. Thank you for all that you've done. We gave you your flowers while you were living and we're still giving them to you now. And I thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of This Black Love. You know I drop an episode each and every Friday between the hours of 2 and 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please share, 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 and listen. Enjoy your weekend. Please remember to cover your face with your mask. Wash your hands. Stay six feet apart. Please follow those guidelines because coronavirus is very 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 real i will see you next friday so we can go over our next pillar in the black community for our black history month i'll talk to you guys later peace